Yeah. Hey, hey, are we rolling? We're rolling. Fucking A. Oh, fuck yeah. That's a good way to start a podcast <laughs> with the F word. How are you, Adam? Doing mighty fine. I'm swell. Cool. <laughs> this is so cool. It is cool. It's fun. I enjoy having conversations like in general right with people so it's like why not record them it feels good to i can't tell you how many times i have really good conversations and i just wish i was secretly rolling tape on all my friends yeah um especially like my phone conversations or long distance calls that last an hour oh absolutely love that thing love that kind of thing yeah so i woke up this morning to a message from a friend of mine who plays the lute. Okay. And uh, so you and I have talked about doing a podcast for a little while. Yeah, it's, it's been a quick minute. Do you know what I woke up to this morning? What's that? Somebody else saying we should do a podcast. Yeah. And then, um, I totally should have mentioned this earlier, but like, it's kind of become like a synchronicity kind of thing because it's like three separate people that y'all don't know each other have all come to me and said, let's, we should do a podcast. And I, I think I just enjoy talking about all kinds of things with people that I don't know why, but three separate people have talked about doing a podcast. So Jacob Johnson was like, are you in? And he wants to record in July. And then um, uh, my, a friend of mine, my old drummer, Justin King, was like, hey, we should do a podcast. And um, his friend Will and I, were they wanted to do it here. Yeah. So I feel a little bad because you totally got, you got to the scene first. Yes. <laughs> so I, call, I called him up while I was getting coffee to be like, guess what? <laughs> And uh, he's, like, super stoked. And I was like, well, maybe, you know, you can come up toward the end and, like, meet Adam and, and you know, look at the situation. Yeah. Uh, but if you're cool with that. Yeah, And totally. we don't have to, you know, do that, obviously. And we can cut this all later so he'll never know. But <laughs> he'll never he'll know. He'll never know. <laughs> we'll hide it because we feel so bad. <laughs> But he's super cool, and we would talk about all kinds of fairly taboo topics. Um, we'd talk about race relations a lot, which was pretty fun. Yeah. Pretty fun stuff. Oh, I'm into that. I mean, you, you know, I mean, you you and I are both mixed people. Yeah. So. We I, dance the line. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a fun line to dance. Um but it's also it's also interesting because I, I don't know maybe it's like a luxury in a way because you get to dance that line in some ways you know like some, it it's, is it is a luxury we like get conveniences that maybe aren't there are some things that I don't I'm not forced to consider okay yeah that, that's a good way of putting it yeah yeah I, it's funny because I always used to feel like there was a downside. Uh, in the sense that, like, I would almost be envious of certain people for having a set kind of identity or something like that, if that makes sense. It's like they, they have such a strong tie to their cultural background. Yeah. And I'm like, 
how fucking cool is that? That's awesome. Right. But that's totally not me. <laughs> like, yeah. Because you get pulled in several different directions. It's like the Hispanic culture and then like Italian and, and Scott Irish kind of stuff. It's like. Totally. You know. We are. We're the same makeup. Yeah. We're like, we have all of that. That's crazy. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. So one of our first conversations. I, so how, what's your percentage? I'm half Mexican, yeah. quarter Italian, and then the quarters like I, Irish, English, Scottish, maybe yeah. like something fun like Dutch or whatever. Something I don't know. fun like Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun. Um, yeah, no, it's likewise. Yeah, so half Mexican, quarter Italian, and that's then the quarter nuts. quarter Scott Irish. That's that's what I've been told. Wow, that's we're like genetic twins. Yeah, in just a percentage fashion. It's pretty neat. Yeah. <laughs> crazy so uh yeah i mean you know again when you're when you have that kind of makeup it's it's hard to find other people that share you know that same percentage of those specific things uh it's more likely you'll find people that are you know just mixed race mis- mixed ethnicity and that's cool and mm-hmm. strangely never really thought about it much but strangely uh some of my best friends tend to be people that are mixed race mixed ethnicity Type yeah. people you know right and and perhaps it's just you know I'm like walking on thin ice here perhaps it's the fact that they're they're just more open-minded in a way like they don't let themselves yeah. be, be become hurt by any potential that's it so man, that that's the around. disadvantage of being totally stuck in an identity yes yeah. and what sucks is that what usually dictates that the most no I think that would be a presumption. What I was about to say was a presumption. I was going to say that like your pigment probably definitely seals the deal on that, but it's just not true. It also depends on who you grew up with, what kind of school you went to, you know, what kinds of people you were around at a young age usually has a ton to do with who you identify with. Yeah. So, yeah. But whatever factors end up like solidifying that for a person usually they end up less able to to get out of it. So if someone wants to make a crack yeah. about Mexicans and you feel truly like unavoidably Mexican in all social situations, right, right. then you're going to be pretty fucking pissed. Yeah. yeah. Hurt and pissed. Yes. And like, yeah. yeah I, I mean, that totally makes sense. Like, I, I get it. I get it, but I don't get it because I don't have to yeah, deal exactly. with it. Exactly. I, I've, I've thought about it. Like I've intensely thought about it before. Like, yeah, I, I, I do that a lot. It's a strange thing. I mean, um, it's not so strange. It's, it's a fairly common thing, I guess, like empathy, you know, it's, it's, yeah. a th- it's a thing, it's a thing, that- but, but it's also something that I, I don't necessarily hear a lot of people uh, discuss or talk about, you know, like yeah. being intensely empathetic. Right. Like I've meditated on that kind of shit before. Yeah. Like I don't understand the situation. Let me sit here and like think about it and close my eyes and like put like I'm imagining myself in that scenario. Yeah. Intensely and uh it's freaky, you know. Uh Dude. I don't know. <laughs> I like, used to do stuff like that. Yeah. Like what you're describing? <laughs> yeah. It can be cool. It can be uh interesting to understand others psychology from that perspective but also it's a little bit debilitating at times because, it can be emotionally yeah. like totally like yeah. you end up almost do you end up kind of paralyzed by a thought that's possessing you sometimes yeah 
Not frequently, but it has happened before. I feel like that's so earlier. I'm gonna like do the thing where I do the third, the the break the third wall here. Okay. So Adam and I are talking about. Uh, earlier we were talking about. Uh, I've been really into uh, Myers Briggs uh, MMPI. I think that's the right word. No, that's not the right word. It's Myers Briggs uh, personality indicator. Okay. Or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I think I have two two ideas mixed up, but the so Myers Briggs based off of like the the union psychology yes. personality type kind of thing. Yep, yeah. the INTP INFJ thing, yeah. Yeah. and I made Adam take this test on sixteenpersonalities.com this morning, and you came up with INFP. Yes, that's what I came up with. I'll sh- I'll show you that right here as well. So it's the it's the mediator. But you've gotten INFJ more uh, than once before. Yes. And I feel like, so but, that's what made me think of that. I feel like what we're talking about is a maybe a INFJ kind of thing to do. Yeah. Like so overly and not overly, but according to many other people, they'd be like, you know, you don't have to be that empathetic or put try to save the world right. by understanding the problems of everyone. I think for me, though, it's not necessarily that kind of thing as much as it is just the fact that normally I'm so reserved. Like, I I limit myself to certain types of people, Uh largely due to mistrust or distrust, I guess you could say. Just Mm -hmm. not trusting people initially, being very aware of, like, ulterior motives and stuff like that, if that makes sense. Like, Like, impure intentions of people. Yeah. And just knowing, like, we're, we're all psychologically a little bit fucked up. Everybody is. Nobody's perfect, right? Right. And so it's like, if I'm aware, if I'm intensely aware of those things in myself, I have to be intensely aware of those things in other people that I hang out with. And I'm like, well, I want to be sure that the type of people that I hang out with and, and really bond with are people that are cool that I can trust because I like yeah. forming friends for life. It's like, I don't want to just bullshit with people right. I can't get along with. It if sucks to sense. have your heart bo- broken by a friendship. Yeah, it's ridiculous, and it shouldn't be that way. <laughs> but hey, it happens. I totally was going to offer you coffee, but as we were talking, I put cream and sugar in it. Do you even like cream and sugar? Just be honest, because I have another mug. Joking. Yeah, of course. You I, do? I do. I do. I There's do. so... I got some Kahlua, and I also got some tequila. Well, now we're ready to party. <laughs> and coffee, and we're just going to put it all together. <laughs> there you go. All right, so yeah. So, so you want to make sure you know who you're dealing with. Exactly, and that's where that comes from. You know, I don't think it's necessarily trying to, like, like as you said, put so it, like, save you, the world. You, fight it, you try to find your... Uh, Find out how people think and feel about things by putting yourself in an unrelatable position, and that also has to do with it helps with me. That. It like, helps me understand people. So I like gotcha. it puts me on that level of like, okay, so this is probably who this person is, and this is the way they're thinking, and it kind of settles or eases that that sense of um, being so suspicious about strangers. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That can get you into trouble too, though. It can because then you you talk yourself into being forgiving of unacceptable behavior. True, that is also true, mm-hmm. and I've been guilty of that several times in the past because you know, like it's like we were, it's like we were talking about a little while ago before we before we hit the record button uh, mm-hmm. about very extroverted type people, like these people that are very 
very ambitious, very much like they have a goal and they will do anything and, you know, uh, stomp all over whoever they have to to get to that goal, if that makes sense, right? Yeah. You know, just relentless people. Right. And it's strangely um, along my, if you want to call it career or whatever, just along the time that I've spent in, in music particularly, um, I've kind oh. of like attached myself to very outwardly just extroverted kind of ambitious type people before and like become very close with them uh but not like a lot it's like oh this person is very outgoing and social and it's like there's a there's a potentially beneficial relationship that can be Mm -hmm. that can grow from that um but the problem is then eventually you kind of well i'm not saying this happens with everybody but it gets to a point where you're kind of at odds with the the goal what the goal is you know what i'm saying it's like mm-hmm. it's nice to have somebody like that on your side who can help you reach certain goals but yeah. then if you don't agree on what the goal is then the thing kind of goes to shit because it's like well we're not yeah. we're not necessarily seeing things through on the same page right now and yeah. that becomes tricky to navigate i've i've I I've, I've dealt with that on more than one occasion where like you know, you're really close with somebody. Yeah. And, and, and I, I would even, I'll, I'll go so far as to divulge this information too, uh, considering that you haven't really, you haven't really listened to this podcast before. And that's totally okay. Because I've had a, a bit of a, a hiatus on it, partially because I had a bit of a falling out with the person that I had started the podcast with initially. So, that sucks. So it's kind of, it's relevant to what we're saying. And it's kind of interesting because I'd been wanting to talk about that too as well. Yeah. But like no, just it got to a point where we just kind of I think we just had a different mm-hmm. different idea of what what was supposed to happen with this, right? And I just didn't really jive well with me. And in one aspect, you know, like I I want to ask so much more. Please do if so. It, can, it's okay. I'll, I guess you can I'll, cut it. Yeah, if I you can, want to. If it gets to a point, then I'll cut. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. the reason I'm asking is not to like. Um, interestingly in reading about what my type is currently yeah um we we're not big on gossip uh usually if we end up talking about people it's because we're still trying to figure something out because apparently we're like um so i keep typing as an intj which comes out as like almost the biggest dick of all of the types um in what way would you is why is that i wish i could pull it up and read it without making too much empty silent time but it's basically like i'm going to qualify this by saying i'm clearly can be much more emotional and empathetic and in tune with people i'm close with Mm -hmm. because i do kind of do that filtering process um with people and um it's very rare that i immediately hit it off with somebody usually the people that i hit it off with uh is um usually through sarcasm and being funny so yeah those are my fast friends but everyone else is kind of like i have to wait a minute because i'm not sure if i know them yeah but uh, the intj profile is um oh it's awful um it says that like you think your ideas are the best ideas. It's like, as I'm hearing you talking, I'm wondering if like you're butting heads with a type that's like me, except I'm not extroverted. 
Okay. So I'm an introverted, intuitive thinking and judging. Interesting. And so we tend to be kind of quiet and then like uh, we'll want to fix every system to be better if we see a flaw in it. And if people don't think it's a good idea, we usually think they're stupid and haven't thought it through. Okay. Um, and, and then sometimes we'll just go ahead and fix things anyway. Um, yeah. Especially if I feel like I, I've been guilty of this, usually in day jobs, not mm. in like things like this. In in a day job, I'm just like, who cares? Like, we're, a meteor could hit Earth tomorrow. Like, it doesn't really matter if I gave this customer that script that you want me to say every time. Right. I'm just like, I can't be fucking bothered with any sh- stuff like that. Yeah. I, I I'm just like, you want me to do what? Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm better than that, and yeah. and I have intuition with my individual customers, and yeah. I can tell when they don't want to hear that shit. Yeah, absolutely. That was a big problem for me. I'm like, no, no, I know what you want. Yeah, but listen, I don't care, and I'm if you put me in this position, trust me in it. Mm-hmm. And if you can't, you need to be away from me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wonder what that is exactly about that because I've I've shared that a lot. I think I, out of all the bosses I've ever had, I've probably only had like maybe one boss or one manager that was like decent. Mm-hmm. You know. And I guess technically like I mean I work at a music store, but I'm independently contracted, so it's not really like my boss. Mm-hmm. He's just like the manager of the store. Yeah. Like that guy now, I mean that dude's totally cool. But he doesn't really like tell me how to do my job. So I'm like, yeah, you're just, you know, you're working almost together in a, like a sort of a partnership sort of, yeah. but it's not like your business partners. Exactly. Technically. Exactly. And I like that relationship. Cause it's just like, yeah, it's like you mind your business. I mind mine. We help each other out. But like, yeah, maybe you need to have a talk once in a while yeah. about where things are going. Yeah. And that's generally how that goes as well too. Yeah. It's just like checking out, checking in on each other just to see how, you know, like, oh, how's the business? Oh, yeah, good. How's how's lessons? Like, is there anything that we can do to help you? Yeah. Uh, do you think you could do this to help us? Like, but it's a, it's an actual discussion. It's like, it's not like, oh, hey, go do this, you know, like. Right. Fuck off. Yeah. yeah. And it's, I'll, I know what needs to be done yeah. next. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you hired me because you trusted me in this position. So let me do my yeah, fucking job. That's right? the yeah. Thing. yeah. Yeah. I think very few people, uh, that fill those types of roles of like managerial roles are actually good at doing those types of things, mm-hmm. you know, like actually being good yeah. managers. Strangely enough, I think um, it's funny that we're talking about this. This is actually part of the reason why things kind of split between me and the person I was talking about too. Yeah. Uh, partially because I was getting a lot of pressure. I take my time with things. Um, admittedly, this has always been a little bit of like a hobby in a mm-hmm. way because I enjoy having great conversations and like but there's a lot of work that gets put into it i do you know i record i I edit everything and made the website and just kind of set everything in motion and you know like a normal human being i like to have days where i just do absolutely nothing from time to time because i work my ass off got like almost 40 students and i got to make sure that i'm keeping up with that because that's my you were just butter. texting all 40 of them before we started. <laughs> well, not all 40. I, I texted about 10 of them. For okay. The ones I have today, normally today, on Mondays. Today, yeah. they aren't, you don't have 40 in a day. That would be crazy. No, that would be insane. Yeah. I would go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, but still, it's, it's, it's like that's the main thing that I need to make sure I take care of. And I don't take anything lightly. It's, it's not like 
if I had a job that I didn't care about, right? Like, let's say I was stocking groceries. I'll use that example because I used to do that for five yeah, years. Yeah, use that example. Yeah, because fuck stocking groceries. I love groceries. using my real past examples. Like, this job sucked. <laughs> that, fuck you guys if yeah. you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the job was shitty. Um, <laughs> and it totally, like, fucked up my knees and my back, you know? So, yeah. Um, so if I'm doing something like that, obviously it's like, I don't care about that. It's clearly just a paycheck and I'm clearly yeah. just there for the time that I'm scheduled. And yeah. as soon as that time is over, I'm fucking out of there and I, you want me to do anything extra. It's like, I did my time. It's what like about, prison. What about <laughs> I did my if, time. Yeah, right? <laughs> you don't know what it was like in there. <laughs> what about like in that job? I'm just reinforcing my original point because this is the shit that I I will seethe for like 24 hours about it. Imagine like you, you just did like you did the entire uh, chips aisle or something maddening, you know, mm-hmm. and like you're done. You're like or maybe it's lunch. It's something that's your fucking time. Yes. And you're like 20 year old managers like comes up to you with their hand like their fingertips together <laughs> mr like, burns yeah <laughs> yeah they're like hey uh hey adam you have a minute you doing okay you know and then they, <laughs> and then they like kind of want to be like you you did great you did great on uh stocking aisle six and like i see that you're you're doing you know you're doing good but one thing that we're getting some feedback on is you know, and they tell you something like, you know, you're not essentially someone trying to have like a a very touchy feely like developmental talk with you right. in your grocery stocking job. Right. Yeah. And they're like And it's on your time that like you don't yeah. want to have to think about any of that shit. It's like, like they want to have like a where do you see yourself in five years talk at a job that you would throw away tomorrow. <laughs> Like, you know, (laughs) and it's like, hey, you know, like, I kind of want everyone to be honest with each other. And like, I want to have a you and I both know talk with all my managers in life in now and in the future. Like, I want to be like, I want them to be like, yeah, I know this sucks. So can you just fucking not leave the boxes where they're going to fall in the back tomorrow? Because it's starting to piss me off. And I can be like, oh, shit. Yeah, I'll do that. Right. And and then we can just be like, cool, cool. And then just like not say anything else and then go home. Right. You know? Yeah. But like, I think that's one of my biggest. So it's just the whole tiptoeing around the issue. Tiptoeing and like. And like taking time. People that take those jobs so seriously. Yeah. And yeah, not well. that I'm so much better off in life. Like I'm an unemployed POS right now, but. There's just some stuff that's not worth that extra mental energy. But that's most things, too. Yeah. You know? Um, like, most things in life are just totally not worth the sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that's kind of like everybody likes to say, like, well, you know, you go through, you get these jobs, whatever. It's the sacrifice you put in, da, da, da. It's like, sure. I mean, I totally get that. But you have to really reflect and evaluate what those things are that are, that are really matter. You know what I mean? Yes. Because it doesn't take, honestly, it doesn't take a whole lot of money. Like, you don't need extravagant things. You just need to be able to survive, you yeah. know? It's like nice things are, they're nice to have, but they're not necessary. No. If you, you want every, 
Okay, I want, I'll speak for myself now. I'm like, you use an editorial. <laughs> so I feel like I want tools. I want my tools around me. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not using those tools, that's a good indicator that maybe that thing wasn't or isn't that important to me. Absolutely. To begin with. Absolutely. And so I need to reevaluate where I want to focus my energies. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah, and that and that's an ability to kind of improvise in the situation that you're yeah. whatever life's whatever life throws at you. Right. You know, it's just like this is a new scenario. How are you gonna deal with this? And there are a certain group of people, and I'm not bashing, there's just different types of people who would value, let's say, commitment in that type of situation as like, oh, but you gotta you gotta commit yourself to that. Like why? Like, is there never a point where you just tell yourself, like, no, nah, it's not working? You know? Sometimes you're Sometimes. just at a place because you needed to make rent. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If we're going back to that. Yeah. The, like, employment aspect of it. Yeah. It, yeah. It's like, development is cool. And I actually really value development and constant improvement, but um, it's so confusing as an artist and a musician to have day jobs because what's funny is that like I think as a human being once you get involved in something you start to care about it to some degree yeah because there's the human element right involved and absolutely even though I I think I'm better than stuff a lot of the time and shouldn't I don't want to I'm like I shouldn't be here and I'm not going to be here for long how dare you I know (laughs) But but the human beings that I end up working with, I like. I'm like, well, I don't want them to think I'm an asshole, and I don't want to be an asshole to them. Right. Um, I just want to be able to be honest, and I definitely don't want to leave any problems for anyone else to pick up. Right. Behind me, that's my ultimate yeah. goal in any work setting: is to not cause problems. <laughs> <laughs> So it's just like a negative way of thinking about it. I think about it in terms of avoidance of um, having to have the human conflicts and interactions. That's where the introverted part mm-hmm. comes in. Yeah. So, so rather than the, uh, what is it, the ENTJs or, uh-huh. or ENTJs, I guess it's, yeah. 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 Because you're just like, eh, but is it worth it? Nah. I just internalize that. I'll hold that in. And, yeah. <laughs> and stew on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah (laughs) and then you can use that as fuel for creativity as well yeah that works sometimes it's a mathematical projection too i think of uh amount of uh energy expended that i have in my like uh um emotional bandwidth for the day so i'll plan out like oh yeah my human interactions yeah i fully understand that (laughs) and it's funny because a lot of you know if if someone is naturally extroverted, I think they totally don't understand that at all. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's exhausting. Yeah. Being, being around other people is exhausting. It is. It's true, though. And it, I mean, that's really the, the number one characteristic where you can tell if you're introverted, because some people are covert about it. Um, I think I've been accused of, of being social when I'm just like, no, definitely not. And I think that question is, do you feel drained after being around people? Right. And that's usually the indicator of yeah. whether or not you really are or aren't an introvert. Yeah. I it, I had a friend, um, my former vocalist, 
uh, when I was when we were in, we were in a band for several years, and I thought it was crazy because we had a conversation maybe about a year or two ago, and we were just going to like we were going to a Mastodon concert, and on the way over there, we were talking about these kind of things, uh, introverted versus extroverted, and. I thought it was so fascinating that he told me, he's like, I've always thought you were an extroverted person. And I was like amazed at that. I was like, really? Me? Like, yeah. And like considering how well this person knows me. Yeah. I was just baffled. Well, like, and that's <laughs> usually people that know you well that you're totally open with well, because yeah. you know them well. Well, yeah. And it costs less energy. Because uh-huh. you don't have to like you, you can you're just, not putting on a front. Yeah, you just let go just and just spare like, oh, them. Yeah, yeah, I'm always sparing people of my real personality or trying yeah. to. Yeah. It's a lot of energy. Yeah, I feel like I'm pretty annoying, honestly. <laughs> 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 That's what I was, I was like. I'm I'm kind of a pill, you know. Like I'm kind of, uh, <laughs> you know. So I it takes a lot for me to hold that in and just to not just bother people, you know. Like I that's love what that, that is. Like that's so much, like. Do you ever get hyper? When I get hyper, I get oh. so fucking annoying. Oh, yeah. I annoy myself, but I'm like, yeah. I can't stop. I'm not going to stop. Yeah. I'm going to keep going. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Person who knows that the most is my mother, because I annoy the shit out of her. She still loves me, obviously, but it's just like, she's one of, like my family, like like her and like my brother, like they they see no end to my annoyance because I'm just like <laughs> always rambling about something and they're just like, okay, all right. Like, yeah, like, yeah. It, I'm sure they get exhausted by it. <laughs> I'm just like, what? Taking absolutely nothing seriously, you know, just always trying to crack a joke and just yeah. being a fucking asshole. Just fucking needle them. Just yeah. roasting people. Yeah, just, just left and right. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. And it's, it's yeah. And like, um, like you said, it's like immediate just hatred of myself for doing it i'm like i catch myself in the moment like oh god you're such a piece of shit bring it bring it down reel it in reel it in (laughs) it's funny how brutal Uh, the self-criticism can get like internally when you're like why the fuck am i doing this you know yeah and i i don't know if that's artistic self-esteem or if it's an introverted kind of thing or what what maybe it smooths a little bit of column a and a little bit of column b yeah i got a few students who will outwardly tell me stuff like that and it's funny because usually it's the the best students i have and they're just like i suck i'm like (laughs) yeah they're like hitting themselves in the head you're so stupid (laughs) and you're like whoa whoa yeah yeah and it's not gonna be good though yeah exactly (laughs) i'm like you know that this is a good thing right like you just have to learn how to you know not be so hard on yourself like self-criticism is a great thing though because it, it i think it, it manifests humility yeah you know yeah. no matter like, like talking about that no matter how good you get you just kind of realize that there's always room for improvement and yeah that's kind of something you have, to, you have to deal with you have to be careful though that's an interesting topic because well it's like that versus there's healthy humility and then there's like i feel like sometimes people insecurity. try to create the humility because they don't want to get too off in the clouds you know and so that's a strange thing because like you ever get so confident about something you're writing or creating you're like this is awesome but then like i don't know the next day or even an hour later when it comes to showing another person like you want to downplay it as much as possible because you don't want to you want to be like for me it's like look i know it's not there yet so I want to let you know that I know it's not there yet. Just yeah. in case you're already going to say it. I can't hear that yet. 
because the the confidence is actually low, which is why I'm trying so hard to make it so good. Does that make any sense? Um, it's so, all fucked up and I, turned over and it, twisted around. It is. <laughs> I mean, like, it, it is. It's very strange. Yeah, because anytime I show people anything that I've created, I'm always, like, super nervous and like insecure and secretly seeking approval you know because it's like mm-hmm. usually it's somebody that i respect and i'm just like oh i hope they like it i hope they like it you know yeah. like <laughs> and it feels so great when they're like oh this is good and you're like oh yes how do you do with criticism like if <sighs> if you didn't ask for it but like someone's kind of thinking you know what you know what i would do like how do you feel when those words come out of someone's uh mouth honestly unsolicited honestly it doesn't bother me as much as it, it should i mean maybe maybe no, it, no, maybe I it shouldn't think it, should I don't, it shouldn't at you. all okay uh, uh, I'm, it's, I'm, i think that's healthier that it doesn't I, I, the way i see it is if someone gives me some sort of criticism and it's unwarranted or it's not asked for or whatever i'm just like okay you know that's that's fine but i'm sure a part of me is thinking like okay kind of pompous you know whatever like this person just kind of like you know if i I were to do like and part of me is like okay well then you do it that way (laughs) but but at the same time um i wouldn't like outwardly project hostility and be like oh okay you know and and even if it was something that i didn't want to hear i would definitely take into consideration yeah um usually after i control any sort of emotion that it created you know whatever that emotion might be right uh because like i'm a very emotional person i'm a very rational person i don't act so much on those emotions but they definitely like they're quick emotions are fast they just like boom someone says something i'm like "Mm, okay like and then i'm really quick at getting the like rationalizing my emotions away Uh if that makes sense but the impulse is just yeah. You know, it's like, I it's like light speed. I it just happens in your body mm-hmm. first. Yeah. Yeah. And I haven't gotten the, the hang of controlling that yet. You know, like some people are just like. I don't think you can. I, I mean. I mean. Some people can. Perhaps. It seems like that might be impossible. That's the thing, right? With like meditation and yeah. stuff. They're like, try to observe it. And then it won't control you because they're going to they're gonna happen first. They're almost automated. Yeah. Emotions. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like. It's like practice, like you practice anything, I guess, you know, it just becomes like normal, habitual, you know, you kind of, you're hardwired to be somewhat emotional at first, right? Like initially. So it's just a matter of rearranging those wires and getting in there and tinkering and seeing if there's a way that you can let this thing go over here instead of just setting off. Reroute it. Yeah. Just like, okay. When that happens, boom, you know. It's like a useful energy. Yeah, it's, it's difficult. Yeah, I mean, I've I've gotten better at that for sure. I used to not be able to even hold that stuff in. You know, yeah. it was just a matter of like I would just react. I got some really good criticism recently, and it was from somebody. I wonder if maybe I have said in the past that I think non-experts give really good advice, sometimes better advice because they can be more broad about stuff. Okay. And that happened to me recently. Yeah. So I'm arranging a song right now. It's my first time ever arranging anything with software instruments on Logic Pro. And it's a bit clunky and awkward, and it cuts right off because I'm still halfway through writing it in the yeah. MIDI um, piano roll. And uh, anyway, I played it for this um, friend of my landlord's who is like 
I think he's more of an electrical engineer kind of guy and he's very sciencey minded. Cool. Not a musician. Yeah. But an appreciator of music. And I, I was like, hey, listen to this, because I had just made a lot of progress on it that day. And he was like, he listened to it and he was like, yeah, yeah. And I could feel it coming. I was like, oh, no. And he was like, you know what? And I was like, oh. and I, you know, I had the bodily reaction. I was like, yeah, what are you going to say? And he was like, <laughs> he's like, but then he did it like with such finesse. He was like, you know, I'm not a musician and I'm no expert. And he was like, but uh, uh, slow builds, you know, like I love things that just build slowly. So like, I think it sounds awesome. Um, and And I love the. I have like it it goes into like a orchestra part. But um he almost didn't even have to say it. He just said slow builds and then I listened again and I realized that the first time the orchestra comes in is just like full volume. I see. Too soon. Yeah. And um I think because what was in my head as being the most important was the crescendo and uh and I was just, you know, stampeding toward the idea of writing that. Right, and then when I played it again, I was like, "Holy shit!" And I, I kind of was, I was humbled by that because I was like, I totally just went so fast into that when it really it can wait a minute before adding. It was only the difference of two instruments that I just had to take away to make it like make that first. I see iteration of the chorus anyway. Yeah. It's no. hard to know what the fuck I'm talking about without the song, but I don't want to play it. No, I mean, <laughs> I mean it totally makes sense to me. Um, I mean, I think even from, um, say, like a like a storytelling perspective, you have to let things unfold. You know, you can't just like, oh yeah, this happens and this happens and then that happens. You know, yeah. Uh, but again, that's all, you know, particular to that situation, that person's understanding of what they like to hear. Yeah. So it's like it's not it's not a right and wrong thing, obviously. You know, but. If that pertains to kind of what you wanted to achieve as well, then yeah, great. It it jives well, I right? Because obviously, like it's it's so difficult to pinpoint certain good and bad aesthetics of music because there's so much you can do with it. It is, just, and some know. songs do go right into yeah. a crazy loud, you know, yeah. thing in the beginning, and that's it, its thing. That's it, what it, makes it, it have its, supposed its thing. To, yeah. yeah, it's like because it makes you just. You're like, like, wait a minute. It's like being punched in the stomach. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh, shit. Made me feel something very intense. Yeah. Um, I think it's really just a matter of like, yeah, just understanding, does that go with or against what, you know, you were trying to achieve from from the Mm get-go? So it's not like a matter of right and wrong. And that's kind of, I think that's why I don't get so offended like I used to. I used to get pretty offended when I was much younger, when people would be like, yeah, you know, the music sounds good, but like, you know, like the screaming vocals or something like that. And it's like, Mm -hmm. well, I mean, did you look at the lyrics? Like, that's some pretty intense shit that's going on here. It's like, yeah, Yeah. it's supposed to be kind of grim and kind of just powerful. And That, I think, is also important, like... It's so good to have that thing where you're like, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. And you can confidently uh, know when to not let someone's opinion change what you're doing. Yes. That's also really important. And that might be more tough than receiving criticism is knowing when 
someone doesn't know what they're talking about just by virtue of not being you. Yeah. They might know what they're talking about in yeah. a lot of days of their life on a lot of things. Exactly. But it doesn't mean that they're always right. Yeah. <laughs> or at least in every context. And it's not their yeah. fucking song, so yeah. they can bite it. <laughs> <laughs> Ultimately, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's even more fascinating, too, is that right now we're just talking about a creative approach to, to music, right? Mm-hmm. But obviously this pertains to um, to all of art. Like I said, whether it's like storytelling, like visual art or, or movies or what have you. Yeah. But also just to like, and it's going to sound very, you know, hippy dippy kind of shit, but like, you know, way of life, because that in itself, yeah. I, I feel like that's an art form within itself. It really is. I know that sounds very no, extravagant to say that perhaps, perhaps hyperbolic or something like that. To most people, I think they'd be like, eh, oh, you want to talk about life and philosophy? <laughs> I really, most of the time, don't, except for with my friends. Yeah. So, no, that's 100% welcome. Yeah, because it's, it's the. Yeah, it's like the path that you carve, right? So it's that is a sense of being, you know, it's like you're you are your own artist for the way that you carve your life out to be, you know. It's yeah. like it's not really anyone's place to tell any one person how to live their life, right? All you can all you can really say is like, This is what I do and this is what works for me. Mm-hmm. So and that's another thing I try to keep in mind when I do this kind of podcast shit. It's like I try not to be preachy. Mm-hmm. I just try to be like possibly present an idea or yeah. to, to people that are like, oh, okay, just get them thinking. Like, I yeah. never thought about that. Chances are most people that are listening to this anyway, they're already there, you know, with me and just like, oh yeah, cool. He's yeah. reminding me, you know. Right. Uh, but it would be cool to like, you know, like I kind of envision the future. It's like students of my past or something like that stumbling upon this kind of stuff and being like, oh man, this guy was, this guy was onto something and he was te- yeah. teaching me guitar and stuff and, you know. Is, yeah. is that just, that's like a, that's like the romantic kind of thing and idea in my head of like no you're getting being, me being important being that important in somebody's life it's you know? crazy though it's so weird how important teachers are and like how kind of forgotten about they get not that's sad i shouldn't have said that but like no so, those poor teachers yeah what's like a better way to say that it's so like dumb of me to no. put it that way but they Think about your favorite teacher. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're not in touch with them anymore. Like my favorite, like, well, let's go to just academia, elementary school. I've got a favorite teacher. And, uh, you know, I feel like maybe it'd be weird to r- reach out and contact her because our relationship was a teacher-student relationship. So it's like, we're not going to be like best buds or like in this particular scenario, she's not going to be like my mentor, Yeah, you know? Um, but then sometimes that does happen yeah. and you end up with students that you know for, for a long time, unless they quit. I had a guy for, uh, two years who ended up finally quitting on me and it was like so heartbreaking to me. Yeah. But then sometimes I hear from people and they're like, do you remember teaching me this or that and i'm like oh my god i get really excited yeah i haven't had nearly as many students as you have but just by virtue of the low traffic at the studio but once in a while they're like oh i never forgot this one lesson and like it kind of colored their guitar playing a lot yeah you know whatever it was anyway no, I, did I interrupt you? No. Okay. No, not at all. Cool. That's, 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 <laughs> that was the idea that, that I was talking about anyway. It's just 
just having that sort of impact, you know? Yeah. And that, that, that's where it comes from, too. It's like I'm, I'm very aware of a few certain teachers in my past that it's strange because I realize how important they were and continue to be in my life, you know, just by virtue of the fact that I remember the things that they they said in a certain classroom setting or whatever, like a certain topic they were talking about or something that just kind of resonated with me. And then it, even particularly like with, you know, guitar teachers, obviously, because it's because I teach guitar and yeah. then I'd kind of developed some of my personal teaching habits based off of the things that I was taught. Obviously, it just, mm-hmm. it just happens naturally. Yeah. But yeah, it's just and even then I feel strange about I shouldn't feel strange, but sometimes I feel strange about reaching out and just like talking to them about that being like hey man like or hey you know like it always feels yeah yes like i feel like and i might be wrong but i feel like that should go unidirectionally if they want to reach back out to me i'll always be available to them but i feel like a weirdo reaching out to them yeah um number one because i think it feels like maybe I'm trying to get them back to get them paying for lessons again, which I totally would totally do that. You know, I like money, (laughs) (laughs) but I also just sometimes miss them. And I'm like, dude, have you played guitar in your spare time for yourself at all the past few years or like, what's up, you know? Yeah. And it's almost like becoming the teacher and student. It's like you can never fully go back to just being acquaintances or, um, you know, friends light. Yeah. 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 Uh, But maybe that's all in my head. Uh, It it might be. I make these things up. It might be. I make the things up where I I just don't want to be weird to people in general. So, like, I don't know. I used to try to call students to get them to come back after they quit. Like, don't quit, come back, you know, I'll give you a deal. And then I just started feeling like a used car salesman, and they wouldn't usually come back anyway. Uh, so I, I think that came from experience yeah. of not having a great result with that. But Michael Daly, I'm going to talk about Michael Daly. He remembers everyone's birthdays. Okay. <laughs> everybody's birthdays. Michael Daly's my, my old guitar teacher. And that, like that, that works. Like every year, sometimes he's wished me happy birthday before like any of my family even calls like early in the morning, happy birthday, Deanna. And I'm like, Whoa, you're so good. Like, and that's a good way to like stay in touch with people and show them you care without like being like, are you still playing guitar? Right. It's Did like, you just quit? Wh- why? Why do you want to know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> About to lay a guilt trip on them yeah. or something like that. You know? yeah. Hey, do you want some water here? Sure. Cool. Um, just pour that in my cup. Is it still? Yeah, I did the same. Is that gross? Yeah. No, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> Is that gross? <laughs> <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Deanna's a terrible host. She doesn't even give a shit. <laughs> no, I am. Oh man. <laughs> no, I totally get the birthday thing too, though. It's just all you really need to do is just show students that like you care more about them than than just having them there to to take their money from. <laughs> yeah. Give me your money, kid. No, <laughs> it's all. Yeah. No, because tell I mean, your parents not to forget to give me their money. First of the month's coming up. 
Yeah. It's business, kiddo. <laughs> man, <laughs> man. <laughs> Learning more about the world every day. No, no but uh, no, I, no, I really care a lot about, about my students, though. Like, seriously, like, I, I, I think I, I would venture to say this is going to sound savvy, but I think I care too much. I think a lot about my students. Yeah. You know, like, because like I said, I have so many of them and, and, and this is mainly what I do as like a living. Like, mm-hmm. This is how I make my living. So it's like, I'm always, you tie that together with just the naturally me wanting to get better at doing yeah. stuff. Right. So I'm like, well, if this is what I'm doing, I want to be the best goddamn teacher like I can, you yeah. know, or at least try to, you know, right. And not get complacent about it. Like, yeah, I have this many students. Now let me just go ahead and, you know, fuck right off over here and do something like totally yeah. different I'm and, go and, on and vacation ignore them. Now. <laughs> yeah. No lessons this week, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Although I have I mean I have gone on vacation a few times. But I always make up oh, lessons. You, that wasn't a, no. a jab. I guess I knew you took a trip recently. <laughs> but I was like, How dare you? How no. dare you? <laughs> you no. fucking road tripping you road tripping fool. No, but yeah, yeah, it's it's, just... it's a tough thing. Well, it's it's mo- it's just like you know, it's like I was saying earlier, like podcast thing. For instance, it's like, well, obviously, I care a lot about doing this, yeah. but but I can't let it like overshadow the thing that makes me money because that's yeah. important. Yeah. So it's like I I put a lot of time into that. And I don't want to I don't want to have like a cookie cutter approach of like. Yeah, I'm just going to teach all my students the same shit. That way this is easy and then I can just kind of go on about my life, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, you know, I, I mean, I'm sure if other things in my life were loaded up, you know, if I were like, if I were married and I, I had kids and, you know, like, well, yeah, okay. Like I would have to start finding ways to be more concise like about. protect your time. Yeah. Your home and personal time. Yeah. Yeah. Conserve it. Yeah, but right now it's like I'm kind of all in with that because it's like, what the fuck yeah. else am I going to do with my you life? That crazy teacher is like, you guys are my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's great. That's basically yeah. Yeah, and sometimes I feel like I'm. I hope I'm not too overbearing about that because I'm just like I get really excited. Oh, you know, love certain, those certain teachers. people come in. I'm just like, yes, I'm teaching you today. <laughs> fuck yeah! <laughs> I've been waiting for this all week. Like, yeah. We get to go over this new song that I want to show you. Like, how cool is this? Like, that's awesome. I used know. to get really excited for my students too, but I get I get bummed out when they don't practice, and I get like, so do I. I get, so do I. <laughs> you yeah. students out you, there who if don't you're practice, listening for extra credit, you better take note <laughs> that you make Adam very sad. Appease me, damn it! No. <laughs> Well, I always liked those students that would, I mean, those students, those teachers in school that would be like, I'm worried about you guys. Like, they would come in and they'd be like, yeah. truly worried. And they'd be like, y'all don't know this, but like, I think about y'all while I'm trying to fall asleep and I lay awake yeah. and I can't figure out how to how to reach you guys or make yeah. this stuff set in. Yeah. And like, I loved teachers like that. Yeah. I never could quite figure out how to let a student know that like I really need them to practice too because I care about them. Yeah. Without yeah, like you said, being overbearing. Yeah. You know, how do you do that? I, I mean I don't know. I just try to be silly. I yeah. mean I'm pretty good at being silly. So yeah. I just let my personality ooze into the lesson, you yeah. know? And and then I feel weird about it because I'm like, oh man, I'm like a grown ass kid, you know? Like- <laughs> that's what that's 
what you're supposed to do, though. When someone would pull something off that we've been trying to do, like, techniques hard, you know? Like, when they're finally able to make a transition right or yeah. something, I would be like, I can't help it. I would just go, yes! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll put my hands up like this. Oh, man, I wish this I'll, was <laughs> a video podcast, because that was great. That's, like, it's the best like, face ever. Wait, I turn into, like, a witch or something. I'm like, do it! You're doing it! Yes! And I throw my hands up like, I did this, even though it's them that did it. I get so excited that I guided them far enough to get to the successful breakthrough point. I yeah. get stoked. And then they start laughing and they're kind of like, yeah. I've had students like lean backward, like, uh, I did I did it. I did. And like, you're doing it. Always do it that way. <laughs> Please, please tell me you use that voice too, because that would be fantastic. I mean, sometimes, yeah, because I get yes. really close with them, and like yeah. they start to learn that I'm a total weirdo. Yeah, yeah. and I just embrace it. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe I shouldn't do that. I don't know. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, because I do the same thing, and I'm like, I always have like reservations about it. I catch myself. I'm like, ah, I hope I didn't go too far this time. <laughs> It's a constant struggle, like constantly evaluating my behavior of like, did I, did I say too much? Did I, was I a little too weird today? I don't know. But think of your favorite music teachers. Yeah. Freaks of nature. (laughs) I mean, weirdos. Mm -hmm. There, there, it really is its own archetype. It's like, it's, it's like a stereotype and an archetype both. Yeah. I love, think of like. Just the things you have to do to be interesting to a student for a solid hour every week. Mm-hmm. I think if you don't become animated, if you always have your guard up, you know, then you get that there's a thing about building trust, you know, like yeah. they have their guard up if you have your guard up all the time. Um, well, that that's very true. But I will say on the other end, though, of the spectrum is... The comfort level that they have with you and sometimes the stuff they feel like they can share with you Ooh. that you're like, oh, shit, I should not be hearing this right now. Yeah. I'm like, OK, that's cool. Let's uh, get back into lessons now. Like, I don't need to know all about your personal life, you know, that kind of stuff, you know. <laughs> what kind of what kind of stuff? Yeah, you know, Like, you know, the kind of stuff that, you know, teenage you would do probably. Oh, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm guessing. I mean, I know teenage stuff like teenage me would do that. I'm like, hmm. Stuff I shouldn't have been doing when I was younger. Are we talking drugs or sex? Uh, or a little, little bit from little column A, a little yeah. bit from column B, you know? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Whichever one A is, if it's sex, that's the one that would make me very uncomfortable. Well, it's not like specific. It's, it's more of just joking in oh, that like nature. They, they're like, I learned what innuendo is or yeah, something. Yeah. Like, or, or just, you know, explicit vulgarity that the, you know. <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, okay, to a certain extent, sure. It's like, okay, that's funny. Um, but like, particularly with drugs, like I, I've, you know, I don't, I'm not obviously not going <laughs> to, I'm obviously not going to name names, but like I've had a student come in before and be like, yeah, I'm a little high right now. And I'm just like, don't, don't put tell me, me in that, that position. Like, don't tell me that dude yeah. like, or dude at or whoever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't tell me that shit. Uh, I don't want to know that. It's like, yeah. But then, you know, but then I, I proceed to just totally just like lay a bunch of knowledge on them. Just to make, <laughs> just, do, just, I do the wrong thing always, too. I'm like, I'm not supposed to be saying this. Well, no, no, no. I'm talking like what I did, what I did in that case is like, oh, yeah, like 
So we're going to go through all these jazz voicings now and just like... Oh, that's funny. Just totally fuck with that person's head because that because then they're like, oh, I'm lost. And you're like, oh, yeah. It's like telling them like, yeah, you shouldn't have, shouldn't have gotten high before a lesson, motherfucker. Okay. Like, <laughs> I thought you were going to go the route like, no. oh, you, you're smoking pot. I started smoking pot at your age. Cause I did. Yeah, I, I've <laughs> I've let that slip a few times. Not not so explicitly, but like I'm like, yeah, I've done some things that may have involved. It's cool if they're adults. <laughs> you can tell them whatever. Yeah. Uh, my problem is, oh, I would never have done that with like a person that was under eighteen or their parents were bringing them to lessons. But like, um, I'm too quick to just like use curse words. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, I'm big on that. Damn it and shit and crap and yeah. I don't know. It's like I'm. I think that just makes you human. I don't think there's anything wrong with that necessarily. It's not like you're in a classroom and you have like uh, strict parameters that you have to or strict guidelines you have to follow. Like you know, yeah. no one's gonna sue. And I think as long as the student's cool. What? Oh my god. What? <laughs> All right. Sorry. So this is interesting. <laughs> There's a bus in my driveway right now, and uh, there has been for the past two weeks. It's a school bus. Cool. And uh, this is actually a fantastic segue, because we were sort of talking about drugs. Yeah. Um, so uh, we're going to take a little break here. The, the school bus just started up, and i uh, uh, going to give you all a little bit of backstory on that in a bit. Uh, uh, my friend Johnny here uh that that lives by me he bought a school bus uh, a few weeks back and is renovating it to be an rv and uh johnny's a little bit flipped out right now and he's a uh, he's out front he just started the school bus we're gonna go see what he's doing and we'll come back in a little bit thanks for listening you guys 